Welcome back, everybody, to the SideQuest Podcast. This is Eric, and as always, I've got Justin and Jeff. How are we today, boys? I personally am going through puberty right now, so that's fantastic. Whoa. Congrats. That's huge. Thank you. Thank that, you. I thought it... Well, you know... <laughs> that's literally huge, right? Well, I'll show you pictures later. Okay. Canceled. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, how are you doing? Well, I'm definitely not going through puberty, so not as good as Justin. Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations you'll, to Justin. But there. I am drinking out of a Ninja Turtles uh, <laughs> cup, so I got that going for me. All right. Well, it, that's exciting news. Even more exciting is our special guest tonight. Uh, he's joined us in the past, and he goes by many names. The Feline Machine, the Angry Gym Teacher. We like to call him Tom. But, Tom, welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi. Hey. Thanks. Yeah. So how are you doing today? I'm a little annoyed Uh-oh. and irritated and cross with all of you, actually. What? Whoa. Why? Oh well, because you, your last episode was on May 4th, which is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. And you did not talk about Star Wars one bit. You talked about Pokemon and some other <laughs> oh, weird shit. stuff. Oh, did we seriously God. fuck that up? Oh my God! You're yeah. so right. You're definitely. S- yep. Wow, that is a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I Eric's def- fault. Hundred percent Eric's fault. Yeah, I know. I'll take I'll take full blame on that. Honestly, I didn't even connect the two dots because we recorded a couple days ahead of time and we didn't even think about the date. So, damn. Well, emergency well, you know, it's apology. Part of your job, wow. Eric. It's part of the gig. <laughs> you got to pay attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All I, all I'm hearing is excuses from you, Eric, and. Wow. Tom, Tom is laying down the law, and you, you must accept his. his you're uh, the guy. You're you're oh. you're the leader. You're the Red Ranger. You're the Sith Master. Oh man, yeah, right. pretty pretty disappointing. Yeah. Well, uh, all of our you listeners out there, Tom, especially, personal apology, emergency apology for all of our listeners out there. I can't, of course, I can't believe. I can't believe. I don't believe. I don't believe. So we fucked it up. We blew it. And um, I don't even know how we make up for it. We definitely got to touch on some Star Wars tonight. And we have a great fan side question a little bit later that that is Star Wars related. So I hope it makes up for it. But Jeff, you were all excited about a Jurassic Park side quest. So why don't you bring us down that spooky, scary, rar type of lane right now? So as you know, as we all do every couple weeks, we just see Star Wars on and we have to, I mean, not Star Wars. Jeez. Got me all Star Wars Ooh. thinking. Okay. Jeff um, is canceled. You know, you see yeah. Jurassic Park on and and you watch Jurassic Park because that's what you do. The original. We're talking about the original. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're watching it and you're like, oh, this is a great movie. Um, yeah. You know, everything about it is just, it's perfect. And then you start thinking like, oh, the dinosaurs suck, you know, and they're killing everyone. And then you start thinking, well... Is it really the dinosaur's fault? I don't think so. And I think that the real villain of the movie is John Hammond. And I'd like to get all of your takes if you feel the same. So whose fault is it, basically, that Jurassic Park happened? If, if you had it, because you can't make the T-Rex a villain. It's an animal that was not properly caged well um, or fence-tested well. Uh, it's just going to do its own thing. Um, yeah. You know, same with the raptors and everything else. But who is the main villain of Jurassic Park? And I think it's John Hammond. Hmm. 
All right. Well, Tom, our 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 established and esteemed guests, let's go with you first. What do you think? Um, I think I think Jeff is right. I think it's John Hammond, but I don't think like you don't you don't feel like you feel bad for him at the end, so he's not really evil. Obviously, he's not motivated by evil. But maybe it's John Hammond, or it could also be the the uh, these scientists working in the lab, the guys that you know, uh, Doctor Malcolm was all lecturing when they were eating dinner together. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's either it's got to be either Hammond or his maybe his evil team of scientists. Okay, Justin, what about you, sir? So I find it interesting that I literally was reading an article today that says a human being could outrun a T Rex. Like the T-Rex apparently just has no flight advantage over humans. So I got real pissed off at Jurassic Park when it's chasing down the gas-powered Jeep and apparently a human can outrun it. Wait, so there's an explanation for that. And I think the book touches on it more. And also the the game, the new Jurassic Park evolution. So the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are genetically enhanced to like really pull out like the scary factor, like the raptors normally don't look like those raptors. So everything in the Jurassic Park theme park, those dinosaurs are genetically enhanced to be scarier. They're on the juice, in other words. Those yeah, dinosaurs so, are juicing. So this is a juiced up T-Rex. So I could see a juiced up one uh, chasing down. And uh, yeah, so to that I point, think- I get why you're upset but i think the book goes into more of like the whole dna splicing a lot more and what it does make definitely does like the first uh jurassic park and then lost world touches a lot more on the science and each chapter is called an iteration and each iteration then compounds itself onto the larger story but i think jurassic world for much as tom might disagree with me does i think a better job of establishing that well, yeah, because that was the whole main Indominus Rex was we genetically modified this to be scarier than the other ones. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't. Oh really shit! Care I for... thought you would have. No, I like. <laughs> I don't. I don't care for Jurassic World as a movie. Like, definitely not even close to comparing to the original. But I do appreciate how they did a much better job of explaining. Like, no, these are mutant creatures, like monsters that we've created. These aren't. You know, they're based on dinosaurs but they're not exactly uh accurate yeah and the indominus was just a more mutated version of the already mutated ones that they already have yeah he was a freak he was a he was was the big papa pump of (laughs) john hammond (laughs) so so, so, i'm gonna do you start jeff and i'm gonna cut you off okay so this is what i think and i will cut both of you off (laughs) (laughs) go ahead justin who's your pick it, I, I'm going to say Muldoon. He should have had that shit locked down. And he failed. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm definitely not in your guys' camp at all. I'm going with Den, Dennis Nedry. That fucker fucked everything up oh, from yeah. start. From the start of the movie to the end of the movie. He was greedy. He was being an asshole. He didn't listen to instructions. He got what he deserved. But ultimately, he's the one that put everybody in danger. John Hammond had a great idea. Yeah. He had very good intentions. Dennis was just some low-life idiot Newman 
that um, you know wanted to make a quick buck, and he thought he could do it by selling the DNA. And look, here we are. Now they're roaming the earth, and we're all fucked. Yes, right. he was bad. But John Hammond left all of the security in the hands of one person because he's tried cutting corners. The whole Jurassic Park is John Hammond cutting corners, constantly cutting corners. And the way they twice the dinosaurs, they never tested. They didn't properly test the park at all. Then, then the lawyers are like, you have to send out people to get a stamp of approval. So Hammond picked people he thought for sure were going to stamp an approval on it. In no way did he care uh, about getting actual real, you know, experts. Um, who is it? The uh, what's his name? The two main, the main dude. What the? Oh my Sam god! Hammond. Alan Grant oh, yeah. was Grant not picked by John Hammond. At least in the book, the uh, the lawyers picked them because they were the actual like, you know, uh, ones that would give their real opinion, which they did. Where he's like, "This is a terrible idea." Yeah, but well, the blood sucking lawyer thought it was a good idea. And then and then he's <laughs> like, oh, let's have a part. Let's do opening day where there's more guests here than there is employees. And a giant storm's coming, but ah, fuck it. Let's keep on going. Nothing's tested. They're relying on one guy to test the whole thing. And again, it's just John Hammond cutting corners to open it up as soon as possible. No, it's Muldoon's fault. It's all Muldoon's fault. Definitely Dennis. <laughs> Thanks, Dennis, you fucking idiot. I'm gonna uh, agree, uh, I'm gonna uh, agree with Eric. I think Eric won this debate. I think Dennis was and and the people who were paying Dennis, which I don't even remember. Do you find out in the movie because he was obviously employed by somebody to steal the embryos? Definitely not Samuel Jackson. And it's Wait, funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that I he's like such a B-list character in that movie. Like he was just like thrown in there for um, I don't even know. Like was he a big name actor at that point? Maybe a little bit, but. He just had barely any parts at all. Uh, and oh, I, Mr. Arnold. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hammond risked everyone's lives, and then when they were in that bunker, when the raptors were out and they were trying to turn the power back on, he even says, next time it'll be better. Like, oh, I'm going to do this again and, like, you know, risk people's lives. He didn't get, he didn't, he learned nothing. I blame B.D. Wong. He was oh, <laughs> no. So that's a great point because he is one of the crazed manacle scientists that comes out as being a supreme villain in Jurassic World. Come on, yeah. little one. Come on. Come on. I like that little like roller coaster in the beginning, like the, the quick dark ride where the screen moves and the seats move. I thought that was kind of cool at Jurassic Park. <laughs> With Mr. DNA. Yeah. <laughs> that little DNA. Oh, Hello, John. Oh. Hello, John. Oh, my God. So good. Well, thanks, Jeff, for that side quest. That was, I mean, yeah, there's not much we can say about the recent movies. Like, I enjoyed Jurassic World. I thought it was a nice little fresh take on it compared to Jurassic Park 3. But whatever it's turning into, I could give two shits about it. Like, yes, the first Jurassic World was a decent refresh and, like, up-to-date yeah. graphics and CGI. But from there on out, it's just a big old pile of shit. From okay, here so on, what everyone has to say, who do you think is the villain of Jurassic Park? Let us know in Instagram, please. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, and I'm going to yeah. rant really quickly because I've got a very poignant yeah. point to say Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, they don't understand what makes them good movies because I enjoy Jurassic World as much as I enjoy Jurassic Park. 
part two and part three, not so much. Jurassic World part two, I don't even know what the hell I ate. Like that was just like a, a turd sandwich. So bad. But it's you have to understand that when you take something like Jurassic Park, it has to be contained to the park. And once you take the walls down, you lose all of the allure of what you've created. And that's the mistake that they keep making when they do sequels to this movie. And you, it has to be Jurassic Park. Like Mortal Kombat had to have been a Mortal Kombat. Once you took down the walls of the combat and you just had them doing street fights and ripping each other's <laughs> effing spines out, like, ugh. Then it's Street <laughs> Fighter. <laughs> End of rant. I like that. I think- that uh, I think Jurassic, I think it's, I think you're right. I think it's basically just become Fast and the Furious with dinosaurs now. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a good crossover. I would love to see that. Like uh, Fast and the Furious Ten, just close it out with it's all Universal property. Just go balls to the walls. Have dinosaurs. Have spaceships. Have aliens. Go fucking nuts <laughs> with it. Spend five hundred million dollars, please, and make Spielberg direct it. Uh, that would be amazing. But, uh, hey, we got to get to some fan side questions. And, and for the sake of another apology on Star Wars, the first one from our good friends at the main quest, they ask, uh, who would you fuck, marry, or kill? Darth Vader, Luke, or Chewbacca? So, Tommy, let's go ahead and start with you, sir. Um, Lightsaber right. to your head. You have to choose. Right off the top of my head, definitely fuck Luke Skywalker. He's got those... <laughs> Those like kind of you know he's got he's got a nice face and a nice figure and all that. And I think you know could, could enough put enough drinks in me, put enough drinks in me. I could oh, maybe close my eyes. Oh, he never finished Jedi school. <laughs> <laughs> put enough drinks in me, I could close my eyes and imagine that he is his twin sister. Um, I would marry Darth Vader because he's rich, right? So I could like do whatever the fuck I want. I could be like a trophy husband for Darth Vader. And um, I I would have to kill Chewbacca, which would be so hard, so hard. But I would just be thinking about all the money I have now for <laughs> marrying into the royal family. So it would be worth it in the end. Wow. that I don't even know how you can follow that one up. But, Justin, you're going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to start with I'm going to marry Chewbacca. Oh. I feel, I feel he's a tender partner and <laughs> brings home the bacon. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill Luke because uh, we just want to to Tosh. No, you're dead. You're done, you little whiny <laughs> bastard. No more. And then I can think of nothing more kingly than to bow Darth Vader down in front of me and say, "Take it." Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Where do you put it? Where do you put it, Justin? In the robot parts. <laughs> wherever he wants it it's going there oh my god all right jeff batter up so i'm gonna agree with tommy on luke and oh, i'm gonna awkward. agree with justin is censored justin censored we censored justin i'm yeah, gonna, gonna marry my comment <laughs> uh marry chewbacca because he you know he's like a dog like a pet like he's cuddly and, uh, you know, you'll have this giant Wookiee who beat the shit out of anyone that comes near you. And then uh, and then kill kill Darth Vader. Okay. Well, I'm glad I stuck to my guns, and it's going to be a change-up from everybody else. But uh, I'm easily going to bang Chewbacca. I feel like there's enough fur and just stuff going on that I probably will just not know what's happening. Let's just get it over really quick. 
Uh, I'm definitely going to kill Vader, because fuck all that noise. I don't need an Emperor just breathing down my neck from another galaxy and just threatening all humanity as it exists. And then I'm going to marry Luke, because he's a good Jedi. He's got a good, he's got a good heart, a good soul. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Um, and we can, you know, link up with some Force ghosts and make shit happen. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. That's, that's definitely the order I'm going to go in. So Yeah, but nice. he only has one hand. Well, that's the hand he's... That's I'm all gonna, you need. Yep, I'm going to hold his <laughs> robot hand while he does Jedi tricks with his other hand, and I'm just going to sit there and just clap, and that's my boy. And uh, Justin, you said fuck Darth Vader. He has nothing, no hands or legs. <laughs> yeah, and Take he's going to be my... He's gonna be my bitch. Oh man! <laughs> the cor- the correct answer was well, he's still got a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. I think what that, that mouth do takes off his mask. Oh God, put it away. Yeah. <laughs> Never is that, mind. Is that powder under there? Who is that? <laughs> uh, so so thanks so much. The main quest for the side quest uh, uh, for us. We got another one here from the Hearst Brothers podcast. This one's a fun one. They asked it a couple of weeks ago, so apologies for not getting into it sooner. But uh, they asked, if you won a massive jackpot lottery, like $100 million, like what shit would you buy? So, Jeff, let's go ahead and start with you. $100 million just hit the bank account. You can go out and buy whatever the fuck you want. What are some of the first things that come to mind? Uh, I buy a boat. Um, I don't know. A tiny boat? Like, uh, yeah, not nothing big because those are expensive and you'll blow through 100 million, no problem. If you get like some yacht, and I think some of those yachts are like worth billions. Uh, yeah, just get like a nice boat, lake house, and maybe get, um, get like, um, I don't know, condo in like Tokyo so that I can kind of go back and forth. Probably what I would do. Would you go by boat? Save the rest of it. <laughs> okay. How would you get to Tokyo? Plane or boat? No, I'd, no, I'd fly. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I'd save, I'd save a lot of money so I can always fly like business class. That's very pleasant of you. That's very anti-blank check of you to do that. Yeah, and then Damn save it. the rest and just kind of stick around with that the rest of my life. Justin, you're next. I just I, I know I said something that you're probably just... So Je- Jeff will edit and post. So Justin... What you are you going to buy? You, you, you took my underwear right out from my pants. Whoop. I would literally reenact the movie Blank Check. That's what I would do. <laughs> from start to finish, I would reenact every aspect of that movie, Even including though... buying the mansion and the limo driver and the pizza and, and <laughs> the, the – yeah. That's awesome. In, in Juice, Juice would be there. Oh my god, that's awesome! I'm so that was like one of the first things I thought of too. So I'm glad you went there. Anything else you would buy, like a yacht or a private jet? Probably a pair of nice shoes. Oh, that's pleasant. Just walking around (laughs) in those nice shoes. Awesome, Tom. Where are we at? How much are you spending all in one day? Uh, not all. I do a bunch of boring shit first, like you know, buy a future for my children and pay off debts and shit. But then I would also, I would buy an, uh, a movie replica costume of Darth Vader so that my wife could wear it when we're making love because <laughs> Justin really got, Justin really got me thinking and mm-hmm. a little, honestly, a little worked up about the idea and the concept of fucking Darth Vader. So oh I would God. spend, and then I would just spend whatever's left over. I would just buy uh Doge coins. 
Oh God, yeah, just mine, mine all the cryptos and the Doge's. However, the fuck you do that, I don't even know if it's real, but you, it's it's fake money. You can buy a <laughs> Tesla with it, though. Though <laughs> so I'd probably go. do that. Buy a couple Teslas, you know. There you put go. some Tessies in the garage. All right, I like that. Very good stuff. I personally would probably start with some properties. You know, just get the Chicago, New York, L.A., Florida. Get those bases covered. At least a six-bedroom house in each place, uh, somewhere near the beach, the water, or the city. Uh, get a couple cars, you know, a couple cars at each house, just uh, on the ready, just in case. Get a private jet, for sure. Buy a pilot, so I don't really have to pay the pilot. I just want them to, like, you know, work for me and not really get paid. They just get the pleasure of flying me around and, uh, you know, giving me drinks on board and all that fun stuff. And then, um, yeah, probably not... I probably wouldn't buy a boat. Jeff, I would just come right on your super boat or whatever you buy. That would be great. And then, and then I'd probably just, I don't know, uh, find everybody I know, all friends and family, and just, like, take a cruise for, like, I don't know, three weeks and just go party in the Bahamas. And then, uh, and then I'd be broke after about 14 days and have to sell everything and then live on the street. Yeah. So and that's... then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the rest of the money that I have left over, and I'm going to Inception you. <gasps> no don't you do that gosh too late it's done Fucking we're idol. we're we're in it we're living it right now God. that's that's what side quest podcast is this is a level of inception in eric's uh subconscious yeah so we are like at least three dream layers deep and i'm just i don't even know if i can wake up anymore it's just too good down here and it's like, i you would know. um I would spend my Dogecoins on a cyber assassin to kill all three of you and take all the stuff that you bought with your money. Ooh, yeah, that's a good answer. A Damn quick... it, Tom wins. I'd get the boat, I get the plane, the fucking pilot with it. See, my and my the cruise Doge is going to be my cruise now. It's going to be my <laughs> cruise. I'm captain. Well, soon all three of you won't exist because my Dogecoin went to construction of a time machine, where it went back and prevented all of you from being born. Well, actually, my Dogecoin actually created the moon, and so it's just going to blast oh uh, and destroy Earth. I'll be up there with my drinks and my gravity boots. you just boots. build a Death Star? I'll be just up there with my moon boots. Don't worry about it. Your uh, moon boots? Can... Moon juice? <laughs> yeah. So that's what's going to happen with my Dogecoin. And it is... So that sounds like a really lonely life. Well, you know, there's aliens up there. I'll just, you know, travel to distant galaxies. There's aliens on the moon? My uh... Stanley Kubrick is up there. Okay. At least. So Eric and Stanley Kubrick are... The rest of their days. And of Captain America. Yeah, I was just about to say, according to Falcon Wear Soldier, Captain America's been up there, so he's just watching over us with a giant telescope like Rita Repulsa. Wasn't she up there, too? <laughs> <laughs> I think she was. I think she was. Oh, well, boy. Tommy, you struck a chord. You said something there that got my juices flowing. Um, oh, like boy. The Jurassic Park dinosaurs, where, like, hiring cyber assassins. Like, why do I feel like in the future there's going to be just this whole underground world of, like, robotic humans that look real and are, like, paid to go and kill people? Almost like a virtual John Wick or some shit. Like, how I don't know why. I don't know why you would feel like that. Maybe it's the dozens of science fiction movies that have been exactly that. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're just describing Blade Runner right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And oh, Replicants, everything. Just put it all together, but... Uh, are we heading there? Like, quick side question for the group is, um, like, is AI going to get too powerful and all those movies and Terminator and everything we just talked about become real? Like, is that is that where our future's going? Uh, 
I would hope they wouldn't develop something like that. I'm I'm actually reading right now the Mass Effect book that you're supposed to read before you play the first Mass Effect. Mass Effect, Tommy and Jai. I did not know there was a book. I need to I need to read there this book. There is a book, and the Paladin Dread Eye got it for me for my birthday, and it's awesome, and it preps everything up until the the first Mass Effect. So you learn about Saren, how he oh, yeah. got messed up with the Reapers. But the the main thing when I was just listening to before I got on here when I was working out is humans. I guess before the game starts, they're testing out AI and like the you know the console of. Um, the Citadel Council is like, you can't do that. No one's allowed to touch AI because it's the only thing they believe that will be the downfall of all organic life, uh, right. which they had an incident with Tommy, as you know, with the Gek or the Geth. The Geth, yeah. And um, yeah, so I think if we're if we're stupid and we create one, then it's our fault. But I don't think there'll be AI like in movies because once they become sentient, kind of turns on turns into like an Ultron scenario um so i would hope not i could see more like genetic manipulation would be something uh that could you know have some crazy assassin type things um but yeah tommy you need to read that book yes i do because <laughs> i know you're a huge mass effect fan and are you excited for yes the i am legendary i'm excited i'm excited but i'm also sad because I'm, i am gonna miss quite a large chunk of time with my children i think they're gonna grow up very fast while i'm uh, <laughs> well, yeah but you have to save the the galaxy so right I've, well i gotta well i also i have to mine planets for resources i'm actually i'm not gonna give a shit about the galaxy i just like exploring space but yeah that's a nice bonus and mining doge coins and mining doge coins your children will be you know they'll live in a safe society knowing their father They'll be all right. Single-handedly saved the galaxy. I yeah. Feel, I feel dumb. I feel like cryptocurrency is like something I should understand, but I never looked into it. Tom, do you know anything about it? Yes, I know everything about it. It's uh, it's fake money. It does not exist. <laughs> um, it's on the internet, and supposedly to create it, you have to chop down a hundred tree- trees in the Amazon rainforest or something. <laughs> it's it's destroying the environment. Uh, I don't awful. I'm kidding. I don't actually understand what it is. I just oh know that. So do you remember playing SimCity and you had the cheat code? Yeah. To magically give you that's that's cryptocurrency. That's crypt- that's, yeah. It was it. That's all it it's is. It's just proof that like money in general is just kind of bullshit. <laughs> like it's all made up. It's based <laughs> we, well because we put value on it's it. It's numbers on a screen. Exactly. It's numbers on a screen. Well, damn it! And I love Dogecoin because standard. it's a joke. I love Dogecoin because it, it started as a joke and it's turned into this. It's actually worth up to 60 cents now. One Dogecoin is worth 60 cents. It started at like 0.0001. So soon you'll be able course. to buy a Big Mac. It's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. With McDonald's bucks. Hopefully they make a comeback. Maybe we could do that. Let's start oh, it up. Boy. Let's start it up. It could be worth something someday. You never know. But True. yeah, I'm, to- I'm totally with you guys. Like, let's say one final side quest for us. Um, if the world was going to shit and currency went away, all the doge, all the crypto, all the actual paper money and gold and silver, what would you guys think is like the next best currency? Like bananas, coconuts, dirt, not trying to go all water world on us, but like what would you guys predict to be the next currency if all the regular currency went away? Tommy, let's start with you. Uh, I got to go with... Um... 
hand jobs. <laughs> like, wow. what else is there? To, there's nothing else. What, what else? Has well, okay. People what? still got to get up. There's no more internet. You can't look at porn. It's there's no you you so somebody with How a nice clean, smooth it? hand is gonna be the the most valuable person. So Tom, walk me through I work at McDonald's, right? And you come oh, around, gosh. you say, I want a chicken McNuggie uh <laughs> with the side cone, a side Sunday, and I say, Okay, that'll be three forty eight at the window. You're like I don't perfect. think McDonald's would be around. You're like perfect. You drive around, what happens? Well, yeah, there's Jeff is right. There's a problem with McDonald's still being around. <laughs> Yeah, I was in this apocalyptic scenario, but if you're, I mean, okay, if somehow McDonald's manages to stay in business, then we'd go to the drive-through. You open up the upper window, and there would also be a lower window that slides <laughs> open. Oh and I just kind of stick my arm in there and just kind of, you know, and then I count take, to three forty-eight. Uh, okay, and you, you know, when when you when you climax, that's when you put the nuggies right in my mouth. <laughs> Just mashing it up together. I don't even want to know how payday works. So, uh, Justin, let's <laughs> mo- let's move on to you, sir. How, what's our new currency in the year twenty one hundred? Apparently, I'm much more grounded than uh, Handjob Tom. <laughs> that was my I, nickname I, in high school. Well, yeah. Well, I read about that in, in the porn rags, <laughs> uh, skin rags. Uh, I think it's going to either be water or petrol. And I'm quoting Mad Max because that was Fury Road was awesome. So yeah, I think if you got a good enough car or big enough truck and uh, uh, white enough clothing for the women, then you're good to go. Petrol. I like how you just turned British for a second. <laughs> how many kilometers Water are and we petrol. traveling? Yeah. We get to go to the petrol station. <laughs> That's uh, that's a that's a whole totally different side quest to why I call gas petrol. But um, <laughs> shout out to Troma movies because you guys you guys introduced me to that. So love you, Troma. Awesome, Jeff. What's the new currency? Yeah, I would think more like precious metals, things that you need to build things or to fix things. Uh, not just like just scrap metal, but like bronze and iron, things like that, or else you can't really move society. That or you know, any type of medication you can find, I'm sure you can barter for that because that'll be highly needed. world mm. sounds like uh, everyone's going to get sick easily and then die. So there's a marriage between Jeff's and Tom's and herpes cream is now. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a good one. Yeah, we, we, we would definitely want that to be the next currency, I think. But I, I'm thinking... Somewhere along the lines of like, if if resources run out and we're kind of in a po- apocalyptic situation, uh, and the water level starts sinking way down, that we can basically see all the way down to the earth or whatever. I feel like sea urchins or like those glowing shits that are in the way bottom of the ocean. I feel like people are going to go down. There's going to be some cool shit down there that we mine out and we use as currency, and whoever finds the most. Uh, winds and like some some nutrients are in there and they're actually kind of like aliens um so something like that would be fun but a more realistic approach would probably be like like pearls in fucking clams or something something really stupid that would just catch on and all of a sudden people are like what we're buying clams why okay well i need 100 right. i have 100 clams 200 clams for you you know uh 200 clams That's for like 100 clams fallout. In Fallout, it's bottle caps. Just literally, just any bottle caps is money in yep. the Fallout series. It just goes. It's a yeah. It's based off of that. Like just caps. meaningless shit. I yeah. It's once that. again trade to ammo and things like that. 
yeah, once again, people assigning, you know, value to currency that what well, it's not it's dogecoins. It's so it's all dogecoins. Popcorn kernels. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Tommy, you like popcorn? Hot dog water. I, love, I do fucking love popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well Tell me uh, about the last time you ate popcorn. <laughs> we need to ask every guest if they like popcorn. Yeah, what kind of what's your favorite popcorn? Is it, like popcorn? Is it wet or warm? <laughs> oh That's, lord. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, we'll have to wait until you come back next time. So hold that thought, Tom. But hey, okay. here's your chance. Plug Warm. all the fun stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't wait. I couldn't oh, wait. we know, we know. Uh, go ahead and plug all the fun stuff that you're a part of. All the fun stuff you got coming up. Let people know how they can reach you. Oh my God! Please follow me on Twitter. I'm so sad. I don't have very many followers, and I work so hard at at making stupid tweets. It's at Feline Machine, uh, Facebook at Angry Gym Teacher, and if you're in the Chicago area, come see me at the Comedy Shrine in Aurora. We're opening in May, which we're in May, but we're opening later in May. Hopefully, like mid-May. Awesome. What days? Uh, I well, my my Monday night open mic is always a good time. I'm gonna be hosting and producing a Tuesday show now. It's like a showcase, and then I will also be. I'm actually gonna be featuring on opening weekend. Nice. All so right. It's just not publicly known what date we're opening it, and I can't say yet, unfortunately. But it's later this month. Well, when you do know a date, let us know. We'll post it all over the uh, podcast and Instagram. We'll make sure we tag you, get you out there. And everybody, please come and see and support. And uh, with that being said, I have to imagine there's something we can have Tom do here at the end. Oh, yeah. I got to. Oh, Jeff. We were talking about Jurassic Park. Tom, you want to give us your best Tyrannosaurus (laughs) roar? Tyrannosaurus roar? Yeah. All right. Or a raptor, you could choose. Show us what you got. Oh, I'll do the Tyrannosaurus. But I, I, I do the... Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you hear the do. snort in the beginning? <laughs> yeah, oh, we heard it. <laughs> we got it. Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> I'm like a drowning man.